$200, a Super Nintendo setup costs twice as much as the old system. For the money, the company promises better pictures, sound, and adventure. Now you're playing with power, super power. You're the king, I tell you! You're listening to the SNES broadcast with your hosts, Soul Blazer and George. Hello, everybody. Uh, Super NES podcast coming at you again, uh, as always, episode 130 this time. There's only so many ways I can change this intro up, so sue me. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I am Greg, he is George. And vroom, vroom. Yes. With a measure like of a uh, bump bump on the side, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, actually, actually, uh, actually, uh, have you ever been to like, um, have been to like, uh, when was the, um, uh, monster truck, uh, slash like big car rallies? Um, they were pretty fun. Sunday, 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 monster <laughs> truck rally. Uh, actually, I have been to multiple ones. Yes. That were over here. Cool. Locally. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty fun in person, actually. So, you know, I like them, but. Really um, loud. Yeah. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, if you've ever been in an enclosed area. I have uh, been. With them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You could be in the nosebleeds, and it's like, I can't even think. Right. So, um, so like generic, uh, um, I guess you call it like you know like off race track, uh, is not as popular as like racing uh, as racing is. But there have been a number. You mean of, off off roading? Uh, off roading, sure. There have been a number like a, there have been a number of games uh, get uh, made over the years though with the, uh, featuring that, uh, including the game we're covering in this episode. Uh, because we're looking, at, because we're looking at the Super NES port of Iron of Iron Man Stewart Super Off Road, which actually cuts called Super Off Road Super NES because they didn't pay the licensing. So yeah, you but. almost confused me when you told me the title of the game, and I was like, "Is there a different version of this?" Or yeah, and then I didn't have to do much digging, but it's like, right. oh, okay, no, it's just Super Off Road on this console. Okay, yeah, this, is, this is a very confusing game to talk about as far as its development and. It's like car. It has cars. I don't understand what those are. You're gonna have to explain <laughs> that to me. It's very confusing. But well, I just mean the whole like development and it's called it's called this and it, it's called this and this console, but 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 call this on a different console and you know who got the rights to actually develop it to, to develop all the versions and you know it's it's messier than I thought it was gonna be. So I'm gonna yay try to for messes. <laughs> So I'm just so I'm so I'm gonna so I'm gonna try to walk us walk through this as best I can here. But um, first of all, let me say that this was my pick this time, and I picked this game because um, I really enjoyed this game. Uh, this was originally uh, this was originally like an arcade game, and I first played it as a kid, and just like you know, like really enjoyed it because like a very it's a very it's a very easy pick up and play, uh, f fun especially like you know like two player or you know the arcade. Um, uh, the arcade version offered three people with, like head to head, so that's so that's a lot of fun. I think uh, the was there a NES version? I was reading that the NES yep. version had four people players yep. support. Yep, like they had the NES satellite 
this satellite the satellite um with the NES4 score uh the NES version did support like four players that's so. crazy also i have a four score so that's a thing i never had one of those i think they're like pretty pretty hard to find these days uh i mean i got mine a few years ago and it was decently cheap but i don't know also there's not too too many four player games so that's a thing as well. Yeah, I'm only familiar with about like about a dozen of them myself. I'll start with the top of my head, so. Oh, well, you know more than I do. Uh, Mule is a great four-player NES game. Uh, oh? That's what, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Mule's, yeah, Mule's, yeah, Mule's like one of my favorite, to, like, favorite computer games of all time, so. Uh, the NES port of it is like very, very good. That's a, mm. yeah, that's not, yeah, that's another game that sports four players, so. But, anyway, um. So yeah, you know, this is a game I've always really enjoyed because you know I like racing games a lot, but you know I kind of favor I kind of favor the more unconventional racing games as opposed to the the, the usual the usual the usual racing ones. I guess that's why I like you know I guess that's the reason like why I like F Zero so much because that game is so different. I mean, it is race it is race racing, but it's not like usual racing. It's like super super futuristic, like interesting courses, interesting interesting cars racing. So. I guess that's why it appealed to me so much. So, um, so uh, had you ever played this game like any version before, George? Uh, the like, nope. arcade. Okay, okay, okay. So, nope. um, but um, but yeah, th- uh, this game, uh, you know, this game reminds me a lot about uh, Super Sprint by Atari, which is another like you know similar like similar games. That, uh, uh, right. You know, you know, exi- you know, except Super Sprint is an actual like Indy 500 style game, as as, as opposed to this one being like you know like um. As opposed to this one being a uh, um, uh, off course, so um, and a little bit about you know it's not uh, you know obviously the two games are very different, but the, the, the different, but the gameplay reminds me a little bit about RC Pro Am because of some of the you know uh, the, the size of the cars and the races and the, the races and the fact that you could like or spend money to upgrade your upgrade your car between the races and that kind of stuff, so. I mean, it kind of feels like that in a sense because the, all the cars are so small and it's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. It just feels like you're remote controlling them, not like you're mm, yeah. a driver of an actual like big truck or whatever. Yeah, but you know, I, but you know, I think the arcade developers had to make a compromise because they realized that you know they were you know you you know, realized that you know a one screen uh, race game would, would be a lot easier to play um, as opposed to anything else. So I think they had to make some compromises like making the game. But anyway, the arcade version of this game came out. Uh, back in 1989, uh, it, it, um, so it was developed by, and this is already, uh, so uh, like this is already, um, you know, this is already like we're talking about, I, uh, uh, things getting confusing. Uh, it was developed by a small company called Leland Corporation, uh, which made several other arcade games uh, during this time, uh, um, the, the time period. Leland is actually is really essentially for the most part uh, Cinematronics, uh, the famous. Uh, you know the famous uh, Dragon Age, um, uh, sorry, like uh, uh, a Dragon's a Dragon's Lair company. Um, wow, other... <laughs> what a big mess up! Those are two different things. Yes, yep. So, <laughs> yeah, Cinematronics was one of the most uh, popular arcade manufacturers of the '80s. They made, you know, like they made a lot of vector games. Um, they also made, like, you know, like um, a Dragon's Lair, like or, or whatnot. Uh, they fell into hard times, hard times, and they were bought by Trade West um, in 1987. Who basically reorganized company and renamed it like Cleveland Corporation. Um, so and they and besides this game, they also developed 
uh, Dragon's Lair 2, Time War, Time War, which had, which had actually been in development for a long time before that. They just actually they finally got the game, um, they, they, uh, they got the game out. So, um, but you know, uh, Leland, Leland, Leland was always kind of small and uh, small. They didn't really last all that long. Uh, uh, they were purchased by uh, Williams in 1994 and got uh, it absorbed into them. Uh, <coughs> Trade West is. I think we talked about Trade West already uh, back in our Battlestar, um, you know, back in our Battletoads versus Double Dragon uh, uh, episode. So were you gonna say Battlestar Galactica? No, I, no, I was trying to say I wasn't gonna say Battlestar, but you know, I'm just yeah, I'm just like reading things very badly tonight, apparently. So, <laughs> but uh, so uh, Trade West uh, got the rights to reduce the home versions of the game, uh, but they were just the producer, the producer, the producer of the game. They didn't actually like uh, port the game over. Uh, the porting with uh, the porting of the game was done by various companies. Uh, the NES version was handled by Rare, so that's why a lot of people consider the NES version uh. to be. So, as because of that, too, like because of that, the, a lot of that, because of that, a lot of, a lot of folks, a lot of folks consider consider the NES version of the game to be like one of the best ones out there. So, um, altogether, this game was ported to. This is a list: uh, the Amiga, oh. uh, the Amiga, the Amstrad CPC, the Atari ST, the Commodore 64, uh, DOS, Game Boy, Game Gear, Lynx, Master System. Genesis, NES, Super NES, and uh, Super NES, uh, like in the ZX Spectrum. ZX Spectrum. Yeah. So, a lot of ports. Um, That's that is a lot. The Master Master System version I've never played. Um, you know, I'm curious when you actually get around to cover that, like in the Master System uh, uh, podcast, because it, uh, because graphically it looks very good. Well, if it ever comes back, then maybe we'll take a look at it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, but. So the Super NES version of the game was handled by a company called uh, Software Creations. They're the ones who actually handled the port, uh, like this game. Uh, they were a British uh, game developer who were around from 1985 to, to, 1985 to 2004. Uh, they started off their life doing mostly like you know like ports for uh, ports for British computers. Uh, they did a lot of work upon uh, movie and comic licenses from stuff like you know Marvel, uh, Marvel, Disney, and, and so on. But um, um, you know, and they considered, you know, later on, later on they would develop more of their own games, but they also did a lot of ports over the years. But, you know, a lot of those ports were said to be like, you know, very, very good ports. Um, you know, they, uh, you know, like, they handled like Indiana Jones and Last Crusade and Silver Server, uh, and Silver Server, um, uh, ports like the NDS. Um, oh, great. Uh, Blast of Master 2, Five Genesis, which I really like, but even though it's nothing like the first game. Um, uh... So, uh, um, we covered, we covered, uh, Spider-Man and Venom Maximum Carnage, right? Uh, that was a game that they worked on. Uh, yeah, I think so. Or was it Separation Anxiety that we covered? Well, no, it was Maximum Carnage. Well, in any case, they worked on both games, so. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, their most famous original game, however, is probably Solstice, uh, like the NES, uh, as well as the sequel Equinox. So, like, you know, pretty good company. So, uh, they were eventually bought by Acclaim in 2002. Uh, they were renamed as Acclaim Studios, as Acclaim Studios Manchester. And then they got shut down in 2004, like when Acclaim went bankrupt. Yep. Um, so. Acclaim is actually, uh, uh, or was a, a local company over here, actually. Oh, yeah, yep, yep, that's right. I remember that. It's so. crazy. There were a couple other companies based in, there were a couple other companies based in, based in New York City area, too, I think. But I think Acclaim is the biggest. Uh... 
Avalanche is over here. Rockstar is over here. Wow. Oh, cool. Those are those are pretty pretty big names, right? Um, so I probably should be. I should, I should probably talk about a little bit about who Ivan Stewart himself actually is, because, like, you know, I'm sure most of our audience doesn't know uh, who he is. Uh, you know, even if they've heard the name before. Um, he's, he's a guy of, that likes cars. Well, he's well, he's one of the first. He was one of the first and most successful uh, professional off-road ra- um, uh, off-road racers. Um, so I was right. Uh, getting started. Um, uh, uh, his, his, uh, his career. His career span from 1973 to 2000, like, um, so I think like finally retired. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, won a total of 82 races during his career. Um, you know, uh, 17 races, uh, like in the Mickey Thompson, Entertain- uh, Mickey Thompson Entertainment Group Stadium Series, which is like a, uh, it was like a big deal. Uh, they do the Baja 500, the 500, the Baja 1000, and the Scorner uh-huh. National events. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, but, but, uh. Uh, he also wrote a book, uh, like about his experiences, which is like, uh, um, that was, you know, which been like, which been like, you know, very, um, I know, which is, video which is still like very well. Uh, he was associated with, uh, Toyota, like, for a long time. Uh, because Toyota, like, was her, I know, like, was a sponsor, like, most of his career. I can uh, tell with this game. Yes, like, we're gonna get into that. So, um, you know, he, he. You know, this is interesting. His pull of Toyota was so big. Uh, as a matter of fact, that shortly after he retired, uh, when Toyota introduced the Toyota Tundra uh, pickup truck, uh, they produced a very, uh, you know, they produced a very small uh, amount amount of trucks, like the Iron Stewart, uh, like the like the as the Iron Stewart uh, Ironman edition. Uh, oh, weird. Uh, you know, that is that actually that, that, that actually that actually had, that actually had a signature uh, and, um, emblazoned uh, uh, like in a pickup, uh, and also had a. Toyota, uh, uh, and also had a Toyota racing development uh, kit, uh, kit installed with the wheels, the grill, the interior, and supercharger. Oh wow! And I and and I didn't look it up, but I imagine these Tundras probably go for like big money these days. So. Mm, maybe. So uh, yep. Uh, so Ivan's still around. He's 24 years old now, currently. Um, you know, he's still, you know, um, you know, he's still active. He's still active, like in the. Uh, um, you know the racing circuit. You know he, you know, uh, you know, like uh, shows up at events, uh, does lectures, that kind of stuff. So, uh, but I mentioned before that because of the fact that the game went through a lot of licensing, uh, the licensing ports. Because like I said, Trade West, Trade West got the rights to produce the home game, so they had the rights to use Ivan Stewart's name. Uh, however, for various reasons, those rights didn't always carry over to the companies developing the ports of the game. So as a result, you had some versions of the game which carried Ivan's name and some versions which didn't, which makes it even like more confusing. You know, I don't know what the rhyme or reason behind all that was, but, you know, but, but, but anyway, like it is what it is. So, uh, the game, um, you know, the game also was recently, the game also, the game also was released during the PS2 Xbox era, uh, because Williams was picked up. Uh, because, uh, the rights to Williams went over to, um, actually, actually, I'm not really sure, um, oh, oh, oh I'm sorry, Midway was, a, yeah, yeah, Midway was still an active, an active company, I think, at the time that Midway Arcade Treasure 3 came out. Uh, the PS2 what year was that? It was, um, it was a, uh, 2004. 
pretty sure midway went out of business like oh was it like oh eight 2009 something like that okay yeah so uh at the time they had the rights to the um you know the rights to the uh, Ivan Stewart game I don't know who has the rights now but you know um since like um you know since we you know since midway's also now um uh, out of business but um so the games, like the arcade version of the game is available on that. The arcade version of the game can also be found on the Midway Arcade Origins uh, collection uh, for the PS3 and Xbox 360. It came out in 2012. They closed 2009. Right. 2010, okay. the corporate entity was closed. And then all the asset, all the rest of their assets dissolved in 2011. Okay, so uh, Warner Brothers must have gotten the rights to the game because Warner Brothers is the one who actually, who actually released the Midway Arcade Origins game. So, yeah. Seems so. like it. But, um, uh, also, again, uh, also, again, again, there's licensing issues, because license, to be, uh, obviously, if you have licensing issues, neither of those collections actually uses, uh, Ivan's name. They're just called Super Off-Road. Because, obviously, the license right. is long, obviously, license, the license is long expired by, <laughs> by this point, so. <laughs> I mean, the guy's uh, still alive. Just give him a hundred bucks and say, can we put your name on this? And maybe he'll could. say, yeah. They could, but, um, so, anyway, um, or so, you just call it Sides Seven Ewarts Super Off Road, <laughs> right? You just yeah. Change, you just change. You just swap the the first letter of each name. Mm. Yeah, I suppose so. But so Super NES version of this game is different for several reasons, which makes it a very interesting, very interesting port. Uh, because some of these. Some of these ports, some of these ports are very, very close to the arcade version, and some of them are not really. Super NES version has some significant changes to it. Um, so I'll just go through the changes here, like real quick. Obviously, we already mentioned, you know, just called Super Off Road because they didn't get the license. Uh, however, uh, wanting to preserve kind of some of the, however, however, um, software, uh, um, uh, software creations did want to try to preserve some of the look of the, you know, some of the look of the arcade game like a little bit. So they did like. Like they did strike a deal with Toyota, uh, so they were able to use Toyota's name, uh, name and image in the Super NES version of the game, just like in a, you know, the same way that it appeared like in the arcade version of the game. So, um, so that explains like why there's so you know the Toyota logo, uh, logo whatnot, uh, whatnot's plastered, uh, uh, plastered like over this game. Hmm. So, but. Um, this version of the game only on uh, this version of the game like, only allows like two, um, you know, only allows two, uh, yeah, two humans to play. Um, as opposed to uh, as how about how to... many aliens? How many aliens can play this game? Uh, uh, um, two again. <laughs> uh, how many dogs can play this game? A dog who can play this game would be very fascinating. I'd like to see that. <laughs> can like three dogs play this game or two living things? Okay, Let's put it that way. So all right, two plants. <laughs> Two, two, okay. Just go on, right? So, but to be fair, most of the most of the ports of the game only um you know, uh, I only feature like two living uh, two living players. Uh, that's why the NES version is so highly thought of because the only one that supports like four players. So, right. You know, um you know which you know which one better you know, which one better than the arcade version did because the arcade version like only um you only allow three players. So ah, better than the arcade. <laughs> um. So the arcade version of the game had eight tracks uh, featured, uh, eight, eight, eight different tracks, eight, eight different tracks featured featured in it. Super NES version has sixteen. So you know they did do so like like so they did one like one better there. Uh, however, the arcade version of the game had um, you know, had total nine races, 
uh, before it actually started to, like repeat. The Super NES, the Super NES version only, uh, Super NES version only, only has 64 uh, erasers. That's still a lot. Yeah, it's still a pretty good amount. I think. I mean, does that also include like reverse options for some of those tracks? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, I know. think I noticed that. They can get you know like you know I'm sure the company got creative for or creative and saying like you know 64 races and it's like well something that's like mirror images. Now so. race upside down. <laughs> race in zero gravity. Um. So uh, you may have also. Like, you may also notice that the previous the, the pre the previous music you know, the pre music in this game uh, was the same Toyota jingle that was being used by their company uh, for like the marketing campaign like the time. So uh, I know like you know Toyota reference uh, like in the game. Uh, also instead, um, the arcade version of the game actually featured I uh, I'm Stewart's uh, likeness uh, as one of the racers in the game, like he was in the gray truck. Uh, but it, uh, with this version of the game, they didn't have the license to use his name. They said to use somebody else. They said to use like Nikki Thompson, um, you know, like in the game instead, uh, who was deceased, and they did not get permission from the estate to do that. So, oh, great! Whoops! <laughs> not whoops. That's crappy. Yeah. Um, nobody apparently noticed though, because uh, uh, noticed though or cared because I couldn't find any mention of a lawsuit. But Whoa, that's even worse. Yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, maybe the state was paid like under the, uh, uh, under the table with hush money. Who knows? But I have no idea. So, um, so anyway, uh, those are the major changes that the Super NES version of the game has, but, uh, um, you know, compared to the arcade version of the game. Well, also uh, you have to use the Super Nintendo controller. Of course. Yes. But, yeah. you know. You know, you know, compared to the mini wheel that the arcade version had, but um, the controls in this game, I the controls in this game, you know, I think that, I mean, well, I think the most part, you know, I think think they work pretty good. Really? Yeah. I thought the driving was just way too stiff. Well, you want you upgrade. I mean, like you know, like you know. What um, was I supposed to upgrade? Like uh, that's a serious question. Tires? Basically. Like what? Well, it increases my my steering. Uh, tires are one of the big things that they're, um, you know, they do that. So. Okay, that's weird and also doesn't make sense. But... So. Um, I didn't get to upgrade them that much, so. Okay, maybe that's I guess that's so. maybe on maybe that's my fault, but it, otherwise, it was pretty stiff. It was something you had to get used to. Most certainly not the worst. I have no. definitely, I've definitely played with worse, but it was. Still kind of bad. So I do agree with you that it does take a little while to get to the hang of. Um, yeah. You know, I think you know, obviously, obviously, a wheel like would work best. Um, but once you upgrade the car, uh, the, the steering gets like much tighter. Uh, it's not perfect, but it, uh, perfect. But you are, you know, we definitely are able to make those like turns uh, better. So uh, that's the one the thing that kills these types of like top-down racing games. Is just like. There are a bunch of them that the steering is so loose, or it's just yeah too stiff or whatever, and yeah, it just kind of kills it. So you start out the game with eight thousand dollars to spend, um, and you have five. I thought it was a hundred thousand. Oh, you may be right. You know, I'm thinking of like yeah, because you can buy the right away. You can buy the top speed upgrade if you want right. to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So right, uh, so there's five upgrades available in the game, and you can have up to six. Uh, levels of levels of each of them. Um, there's acceleration, which causes you to go faster. Uh, tires, which handle 
um, you know, which is the steering, as we talked about. Top speed, which is your obviously top speed that your car can go. Shocks, which improves your ability to be able to go over uh, bumps and like you know, like uh, hazards and hazard type of tough spots on the race. And very handy, and the most useful, nitro, uh, which from activated gives you like a burst. I this game is so unfair because it gives the AI like thirty bursts of nitro yep. every race. <laughs> it's like what. I, 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 there is no coin slot on, on my Super Nintendo. You can't take money from me. So why are you making the game cheap? What is this? Well, the AI doesn't upgrade their car like you do. So I think the developers are, are trying to... Are you sure to... about that? Because there are times where I feel like they're going faster than me and I upgrade my acceleration to my top speed a lot. And they're just like zooming by me without using Nitro sometimes. And it's insane. Well, it's... It doesn't seem like that they. It doesn't seem like that they that they that they do. Maybe it's like certain. There may be like certain cars or certain checkpoints in the game that they trigger a uh, trigger an increase. But you know, I really didn't see that. But you know, maybe just because I just became so overpowered so so fast, it didn't matter. <laughs> uh, that's another thing about this game. To me, at least, I found this game like pretty easy, but still fun to play. What? But, yeah. You must have been cheating. Um, this game was not easy. I mean, I was not good at it at the beginning, but I got used to it and I was, I did start either winning a bunch of races or getting second place in a bunch of races, but like still, I think this game is ri not ridiculously difficult, but pretty difficult. And also that guy in the white truck, screw him. <laughs> he, he, he always gets in, he almost always gets in first and all the other AI uh, drivers play so dirty it's it's ridiculous you know how many times i've been spun out by them or they <laughs> ran me into a wall or they just bumped me and it's like oh thanks for the speed boost and then next thing i know i hit a wall like head on and mm. oh my god yeah yeah i yeah i probably should yeah i probably should i probably should cover those statements uh you know i don't disagree with you the ai in this game does get pretty tough um, yeah. I, I, you know, I've just played this game for so much because I really like it that I'm pretty good at it now but by this point. So, you know, I really don't find it to be all that difficult once you know what you're doing. Uh, because obviously, you know, obviously you want to upgrade your, you upgrade your car as soon as possible. Um, yeah, yeah. The, up, the, up, the upgrades, the, up, the winning, the winning and upgrading in, in this game works, works pretty similar to, similar, similar to most of the racing games. Uh, you did place the top three, um, for like to be able to advance. Yeah, uh, and there's I, only four racers, so yep, right, right. you will so, have a decent chance of not yep. losing the game. You also have, yeah, you also have, a, you also have like unlimited continues. But one downside about the home version of the game compared to the arcade version is that in the arcade version you kept your money. Uh, the home version, you like continue, continue your cash was set to zero. So there's like one of the um, downsides to downsides of this game to make it more difficult. So yeah, I wish. I really wish games in this era and the eras before and after would give you unlimited continues because it, what's the point of, you know, it's one thing to lose all your lives or whatever. And then like, oh, you have to like go back to the start of the world or whatever. That's kind of all right in a sense, but like having to start the game all over just because like, it's not like you're shutting off the game or anything. I still never understood that. And it's kind of, Kind of just annoying. I, there's only like limited continues in most of these games. Hmm. Yeah. So, no, I agree with you there uh, on that. So, but 
Uh, the arcade game was so popular, as a matter of fact, that they actually released like an upgrade for it, which, uh, I know, which is kind of a rare thing for arcade machines during this time period. Uh, the Track Pack, which came out the following year in 1989, uh, which contained like, you know, eight new, like eight new tracks. I don't know if any of those tracks made it over to the home versions. All right, <laughs> no idea either. Uh, it also allowed you, however, I do know, I do know, I do know. As a matter of fact, though, that this that, that this that, that this upgrade did not make it over home versions. It allowed you, um, you know, that upgrade also allowed you to choose between a, a truck, uh, a, a, um, your truck, like or a Doom buggy. Um, oh, that's probably yeah. for like the the other game that came out, uh, Super Off Road Baja. Oh, could be, yeah. Yeah. But, yep, you know, yep. I, I was gonna get to that next. Uh, well, there um, you go. Yeah, very good, George. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yep. So, uh, yep, uh, that is the that is the first sequel uh, of this game that came out, uh, 1993. Uh, that was changed to a third person a third person camera, however. Um, oh, so, I didn't even realize that. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, I don't think it's. Does it know, like look like Super Mario Kart or like what's up with that? Um, it's it's it's, it's a little bit more grainier um, because of the because of the racing angle, but it's not bad. You know, the graphics okay. are pretty good. So. Hmm. Um, they're also uh, the second sequel. The second sequel was called Off Road Challenge. It came out in the arcades in 1997. Uh, I heard of this game. Well, well, that, well, well, that's because it was one home port of it, the N64. Um, right. Yeah. This is a this is a uh, this is a third person a third person 3D driving view this time. So. Right. Uh, the last the, the last sequel was called Off Road Thunder, which came out in 1999 for the arcades. Did not get. Uh, did not get a home port until it was included on the Midway Arcade Treasures uh, Treasures 3 Collection 2005. Hmm. So, uh, I've not played uh, Off-Road Challenge or Off-Road Thunder, so I can't say how those games are, but uh, yeah, Super Off-Road with the Baja is like, pretty fun. So, um, but yeah, speaking about the graphics, uh, the graphics in this game are very close, or, you know, very close like arcade version. Uh, but on the other hand, I mean... Wait, are they? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, like, they're simplistic, like, not in a bad way. That's what I mean, because I know yeah. this is a, you know, you know, by the time the game came out, um, like the Super NES in 1990, oh, I, oh, I didn't even, like, I mentioned that. Uh, this, this, this got released on the Super NES, uh, in 1993. Um, so, let me, can, nope, sorry, 1990. Uh, not that late, 1991. So this was so. By the time the so by the time came out, the arcade game had been out for over two years. So hmm. I mean, I mean, and these, you know, and you know, and you're right. These were not great graphics like the arcade when they first came out in the first place because you know they're focusing on the gameplay. So, um, so because of that, Super NES was able to duplicate, and most home ports for that version, for that matter, duplicated the arcade graphics like, um, uh, uh, like very well. So, but I mean, they're simple. Um, but they're effective. You know, the cars, um, you know, the you know, trucks look nice. Uh, there's, um, you know, the scoreboard's very easy to see. Um, you know, um, you know, it's very, you know, um, the colors, the colors used there are like, you know, like, you know, they contrast very well. It's very easy to read the numbers. So, um, you can see the hazards, the hazards, the hazards, the hazards on the map and what they are. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, the game, the, the game ported, the, the game ported Super NES, uh, the, the, sorry, the Super NES game ported the arcade graphics great. It's just the arcade graphics were not actually like, cutting edge. So, hmm. uh, the music in this game is also like is also taken for, is also taken for the most part, uh, taken for the taken the most part, you know, straight from the arcade version. Um, 
the, the porting of the music over to the Super NES was done by a guy called Timothy Folan, uh, who is known for a lot of games he scored. Uh, his biggest, his biggest, his biggest projects were uh, Silver Surfer, like the NES, um, Echo the Dolphin, Defending the Future, like the Dreamcast, uh, and most of the Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man and X-Men games, like the, uh, the Super NES. Hmm. So, and Silver Surfer, Silver Surfer does have a great, a great soundtrack. The game is, the game is, the game is wicked, wicked hard to, um, but you know, the music, but at least the music in the game is great. But yeah, the music, yeah, the music in this game is very good. Um, you know, it sounds racing appropriate. Like it's, uh, you know, like good music, like, you know, pity for the game. Eh, it's all right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the game's definitely challenging. Um, you know, so, uh, it's even more to, so it's a little bit easier with multiplayer because, you know, you know, playing the game with somebody else, you actually have the ability to, you know, two of you, you know, you, you know two of you, the two of you often can try to help one another, kind of like, you know, like box off the AI or whatnot to kind of, uh, better get one of the troublesome players like out of the, out of the Or way. you could just ram your buddy into the wall and say, haha, at least I got third place. You can do that too. Yep. <laughs> uh, saving Nitro for the end, um, you know, the last lap is so critical in this game because you have to, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, we need that like big time. So, um, I do like, you know, I do. So I do really like. So, 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 do really appreciate how that this game, unlike many other racing games, doesn't simulate damage. Um, you can get beat up as much as you want to; it doesn't matter. Well, yeah. I mean, if you did, that would be really bad because uh, yeah. you would get destroyed in like two seconds because <laughs> you get thrown all over the place. Yes, you do, and you go through some serious uh, hazards. Uh, uh, ha uh, hazards on the racetrack too. So, um, you know, let me say, like, you know, if you were actually racing the uh, racing these courses, you probably would not want to eat beforehand. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> or maybe you would want to like eat two times the amount, and then when you get sick, you throw up on the competition. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, right. <laughs> um. So there were so like so there weren't so I couldn't really find anything for contemporary reviews for this game. Most people didn't really acknowledge it, which can either be a good thing or a bad thing, I guess. I mean, other versions of the game got reviews, but nobody seemed to pay much attention like Super Nintendo version of the game, which is huh. which is strange. So, um, if you look at like modern game reviews, um, you know the game does pretty well uh as far as review score um you know like uh you know it's about like um you know the compilation here on game faq for example is like you know 138 um of votes uh giving the, you know giving the game rating about like 3.5 out of 5 so you know that seems about right hmm. but uh yeah yeah most reviews place it yeah yeah most yeah, most of the modern reviews place it, you know, place the game around, like, you know, like, three stars, three and a half stars. You know, out of five, area. or? Yeah, out of five, so. Oh, okay. So. But, uh. So, um, yeah, so I think this is a pretty good, uh, like, good faithful arcade port. Um, I don't think it's the best port of the game. You know, like, for a lot of people, um, you know, like you for a lot, a lot of people consider the NES port to be probably the best version. Um, and the Genesis version of the game also gets high marks. Um, 
uh, because that be just because the controls are a little bit easier uh, with like that version of the game. Are they? So, yes. Oh. So, hmm. so I, you know, the graphics the graphics don't look as good, but you know, the controls were improved a little bit. So, so Super Nintendo version is probably about like middle of the pack as far as the actual uh, quality of the uh, the port goes. The Lynx version got got slaughtered as far as its reviews go. I mean, like you know, everybody. You know, everybody commented about the choppy animation and the scrolling and the scrolling that version of the game, which made it almost like unplayable. Yeah. Um, and also, this was another game. Uh, there was a prize that was announced for the, you know, you know that was announced for the Jaguar, but never came out on it. Oh, all of them. Yeah. The actual. Did the they actual... do the math and realize it wasn't a good idea? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh, okay. The Jaguar is one of the systems in which the announced game list is bigger than the actual game list. So. Yeah, that sounds that sounds about right. Oh, that's so, sad. <laughs> but uh, the ZX Spectrum version of the game looks like garbage because the Spectrum version is not a very powerful computer. But um, you know, you don't have to be rude about it. ZX Spectrum <laughs> was very popular in the markets that it was sold, though. Oh yeah, I know uh, that version of the game like sold very well. As a matter of fact, um, not surprised. You know, from what I understand, like it actually, you know, it's you know it plays fine. For, for, um, you know, look at you know I looked at video of it online. It's slow and sluggish because of the spectrum, um, and you know, you know, you know, you know everything's depicted like monochrome graphics. But um, you know, the gameplay seems there. My favorite thing is like looking at very limited uh, consoles or computers and seeing how, uh, seeing what people were able to do and how they were able to get around certain things. And with the ZX Spectrum, there's just a bunch of tricks that people use, and it's mm. insane. It is, yes, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, neat little thing. So. Yep, you it is. Thing. So, I've only played a handful. Of, yeah, so I've only played a. Um, so I've been spending more time in the Spectrum library because I've only played a handful of games on it. But, um, you know, there are some very, you know, there are some very British games on the on the system. There's also like some very like like neat <laughs> games too. So on a British computer, you're telling me that there is British games. <laughs> hmm. I might have to do some research on that. Yeah, I just mean like games that probably are not going to be all that appealing to like people on the side of the pond. But then again, who knows? Like but, James Pond. James Pond is actually like, yeah. Uh, well, James Pond was actually a British, like a British developed game. So I know that's <laughs> the point. That was, yeah. But yeah, I yeah I, I yeah I never played James Pond. I, I have no idea how well it sold over here. I don't see like I'm not I'm not interested in it, so I never really bothered. Um. So, um, uh, what was the, uh, what was, what was that series about that, like, the talking egg that was also a very, uh, oh, oh, Dizzy? Like Dizzy, Dizzy, yeah. 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 D Dizzy's not bad, actually. Dizzy's okay. You know, that's a pretty competent platformer. Huh. So, okay. but it is, uh, it is a weird game. <laughs> but anyway, so, um, Final thoughts about this game. Uh, this is this is a very good port of the game. Like I said before, it's not great. Um, you know, uh, like I said before, I do have a lot of experience playing this. Uh, but my usual, but you know, um, but I usually, but I probably spend more time playing the, uh, um, you know, playing the NES version of this game um, as compared to the Super NES version of the game, just because I actually have more nostalgia like the NES version of the game. So, um, if you enjoy this game, this is a very good port of the game. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, you know, some of the, you know, having the extra. You know, having the actual tracks like uh, tracks is nice, but you know, um, you know, being limited to two players, of course, um, you know, like and whatnot, you know, hurts the game a little bit, depending upon if you have anybody to play the game with. So, no. 
Um, anybody who's not played this game, uh, I th you know, I th you know, I think this is still fun to, uh, I mean, fun to pick up and play for a little bit. Um, it's a very, you know, you know, it's a very easy game to get the hang of. Um, once you get over the controls, that is. So, um, and you definitely get to, you know, so like, you know, it's, I, th I, th I think most people find this game to be, little, to, 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 to be one of those like fun for a while games with like, you know, put, you know, like get tired of and put it down. So, um, yeah, it's not bad. Um, I know you're not really a big racing fan, George. So I'm curious to hear like what you thought about this, like overall. Uh, it's a cool game. I like the upgrade stuff. And you have a, a bunch of tiers for like upgrading, so you'd be yeah. spending a lot of money. Uh, I was not good enough to even get up to like three of each, but um, this game is difficult. I mean, yes. the further the further I got in, the more trouble I was having, and I don't know if it was me or what, but there's a lot of there's a, there's a few grievances. I mean, we've already brought this up, but stuff like the AI can be ridiculous. Either they're just too aggressive, or they're just too fast for me, or whatever. And right, yeah, yeah. yeah so. I don't know. It's it's all right. It's not bad. Yeah. I've definitely played worse. So <laughs> yeah. But like I said, you know, there's not, you know, there's, you know, there's not too many off-road uh, off-road racing games out there. So, um, you know, anybody enjoys who, who enjoys that kind of game, uh, this is definitely like a good one to check out. So, yeah. but uh, so I need to, you know, you know, I need to spend the, so I need to spend more time with the sequels uh, because I really haven't spent too much time with them. I haven't played Super Off-Road uh, uh, Super Off-Road uh, Baja for like quite a, a, a while. So, uh, we may have to cover that at some point. All right, but anyway, um, yeah. So you know, like, kind of fun to do a racing game, um, you know, every now and then because I don't think we, because we haven't covered one, because we haven't covered one on this podcast for a long time. So, um, geez, I can't but, remember the last time. Well, it was before you joined the podcast. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, that's, Are you that's sure how about long... that? I'm pretty sure we covered a couple of racing games. Ah, the last recent game I remember. Last, last, last recent, last recent game I remember covering on this podcast, like is F Zero. Hmm. I mean, like, kind of, that there's there is at least one racing game that we covered. I mean, we've covered games that have racing as part as part of the game, but not actually. But I, I mean, I don't. You better remember covering a dedicated racing game. I'm doing research. <laughs> um. You know, for example, like, you know, like, uh, Batman Returns has, like, a racing, uh, a racing stage in it. Right. And so does, a so does, so does a, well, technically TMNT for, but you're racing, but you're racing on, on, uh, on hover vehicles instead. That's not really so, racing. Yeah. Uniracers? Racing game? Uh, yeah, I guess it's a racing game. I always, it is. You have to get yeah. to the end before yeah. your opponent does. It's kind of like a racing, racing slash platformer game to me, at least. Oh, now you're just making things yeah. up, Greg. So, <laughs> well, but yeah, okay. Anyway, so not a game covered out here a lot, like a lot. Then, well, oh, genre, yeah, genre, uh, we genre, don't cover too many racing right. games. Yeah. yeah. So, but um, so next time, uh, like, so next time on this podcast, however, we're going to be covering, um, like, we're going to be covering another. Another another one of our tried and true wells of games to dip to dip to dip into, and George is keeping his trend of his trend of picking Japanese games going. So, uh, what are we gonna be covering next time, George? 
Oh boy. Uh, Fire Emblem. Oh boy. Mansu no Nazu. Which was the first game in the franchise, I think? No, it was the second. Second game in the franchise, okay. It right, has so. a. Not watered down. It has a truncated version of the first game included with it. There are ah. two two books. The first book is the first game, the events of the first game. The second book is the uh, second game itself. Interesting. I don't know where I was well, going with that. Yeah. Well, yep. The Fire Emblem series is very popular here in the West now, but you know, I'm you know, but it'd be fun to look, you know, but it'd be fun to look at like one of the early the earliest games and see, earliest games and see how it differs um compared to like you you compared to more like modern examples by the so. way we covered rock and roll racing oh yeah that's right i forgot about that one which i which i'm which i'm surprised i did because that was a good game yeah but uh yeah so we still have a couple of things to talk about here on the podcast yeah, podcast it just seemed like a very good uh um, you know segue point to, to bring this up so super mario kart we talked about that's racing yeah yep right so um, there are some cheat codes, uh, uh, um, uh, cheat codes available like this game, uh, if you're so inclined, which may be very helpful to you, depending upon your skill level. Um, if you want to, for example, um, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's, yeah, there's only two, but both these, you know, but both these cheat codes are, cheat codes, cheat codes are very big. Uh, if you, uh, so I started the game, uh, if you, if you pick, if you t pick one of the initials, the set of initials that the AI is using, like one of the three drivers, and name like your driver uh, with the same initials, uh, that driver that driver will be much much slower, uh, like in the game, like in all the races, because of that. Oh. So it's so like it's almost like the AI can't handle two people with the same name. It kind of like slows the AI down because of it. But that's you know. weird. Well. Yeah, so people debated online if this is actually like a glitch or actually a secret or attention or whatnot. So you know who knows, but uh, but but you know yeah. So so it's like if you're having a problem with that white driver, for example, just you, just you like to just use initials and you'll slow them like right down. So um, well, or perfect. Even <laughs> uh, or even better, if you want to, uh, there's a way to never. So I uh, said so a way to never finish the fourth place again. Uh, you just do don't this. play the game. What a great <laughs> cheat code. Uh, to do this trick, you have to plug in both controllers. So you have two controllers like for this one. Uh, start to player game. Uh, when you start... So when you start racing, the blue... Um, you know, the blue truck was at idle, obviously, because the blue truck, uh, blue truck is the one that's controlled by the second, you know, second player. So, therefore, because the blue truck... Like, like therefore, that, therefore, that, therefore, that truck will always, will always lose, i.e. be fourth place. Therefore, you're guaranteed to get at least third. That's not a cheat code. That's being cheeky. <laughs> I probably just said like you know like glitches, cheats, secrets, you know like bugs, etc., etc. This section cheat kind of code: buy a second controller and plug it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so, yeah. So, so if you're frustrated, frustrated like an advancing, but advancing, that's one way to make sure that you can. So. Hmm. Uh, this game's this game's this game's pretty easy to find on eBay, uh, and does not go for a lot of money. Um, there were 121 copies uh, copies of the game uh, the, of the game available available on uh, available on sale for eBay at the time of researching this. Forty copies recently sold. Uh, these prices include shipping, card only, range anywhere from four dollars to sixteen dollars. So no, not very expensive. It's not both. And, and CIB's and, and CIB's not that much more. Uh, those sold anywhere from seventeen dollars 
to $35. Wow. Hmm. So, pretty affordable game to get. Yeah. You know, yeah, you know, you know, plus I think it's, you know, you know, and you know, $4, you know, I think it's worth it. Especially, you know, especially if somebody else to play against. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, it's not a bad value. So, anyway, uh, we will probably cover some more racing games again in the future. Um, you know, there are some, you know, there are some other, like, racing games I'm interested, I'm interested in looking at. Uh, there's a port to a popular arcade game called Chase HQ. Um, that's available, you know, it's available system, 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 system looks like pretty fun. Uh, I also enjoyed playing Top Gear a lot as a kid. Uh, have you ever tried that one, George? No. Okay. Oh, well, Top Gear series, the Top Gear series, like, was very popular, like, when it came, uh, um, you know, um, a deadline was out, so. That's more of a, that's more of a, that's more of a, that's more of a traditional. I mean, Top Gear is uh, still pretty popular. Yeah, so. That's more of a traditional, traditional, like, Indy 500, the, um, um, you know, style game, so. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, you, um, is NASCAR, like, like, NASCAR series, like, still a thing? I, I know that EA, may, um, you know. Oh, you're know, talking about the game series? I was about to say, I, I don't think they, they, like, like, got rid of NASCAR, Greg. No, 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 um, no. No, yeah, yeah, no, I mean the game Oh, series. boy. Uh, the last time, they probably are, but I don't follow that stuff. The last time I really heard about NASCAR games was like when EA took off one of the big developers for it and like brought in a new developer and there was some kind of, I don't know, they probably still make it though. I'm not sure actually. Well, let's see. It looks like that NASCAR. Um, it looks like the. Um, it looks like the EA did their last NASCAR game in 2000, 2008. Uh, then the cup. Um, you know, no, the no, no, no. There's more recent ones. Well, definitely. I, I was, was going to say then. Then another company got the rights to. The, you got the rights to make NASCAR games after that point. Yeah. Um, so a company called. Um, ooh, I don't. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Ut Shinks. Um, hey, you watch your mouth. <laughs> the latest uh, act- I see here is 2017, I think. Yeah, so they made the games until 2015. Uh, Activision published uh, most of those games. Some of these NASCAR... Oh, and no, uh, there's one that says 2018. NASCAR 2018, E3. okay. Yeah. All right. So I guess I guess, I guess it's popular enough still, I guess. Some of these yeah. NASCAR games are actually pretty good. Or they're yeah, just they fun they're- to screw around. I remember uh, what, which one was it? And what's his name on there? I think it was like NASCAR 08. I got on PS2 years and years ago. Hmm. And like, it was fun just to like turn off the pace car and turn off like the the yellow flag or whatever the heck it is. And just right. ram into everybody and destroy all the cars and go the other way. And yeah, it's pretty fun. And then it was also <laughs> kind of fun to race. They had right. other modes. It wasn't just NASCAR. It was also like racing go-karts and then like racing something lower than NASCARs that I don't know what the heck they're called. So the current series, like the current series, like it's like the current series, like it's called NASCAR Heat, it looks like. Yeah. Um, like I said, the newest one yep. apparently is, uh, was released in 2018, <clears throat> NASCAR Heat 3. Uh, well, they also have NASCAR Heat 4 coming out. It just came out like last month. Oh, really? Oh, I don't yeah. see that here. Okay. Alright, cool. I guess they're still all- making them. Don't know yeah. if they're any good. Yeah, yeah, I yep, I have no idea either. Um 
There's also there's, there's also there's also a mobile version available, which I'm like that can't play very well. <laughs> uh, you'll be surprised, Greg. Uh, I don't know. Can... I like yeah. I like Daytona. Daytona is also very good. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Yo, know, you know, of course, is also the Gran Turismo series. You know, how could you like forget about that? Well, that's not that's not NASCAR, but that's yeah. that's a thing too. Yeah. Yep. And then so. there's the. I mean, I mean, now we're just gonna branch out here. Let, we'll probably just cut this short. <laughs> uh, you almost got me into like a whole ramble here, Greg. Oh my yep. god, I stopped myself. Yeah. So the current. Yes, the current games being made by a company called Monster Games, uh, NASCAR Heat. Oh, inter- oh I've never heard weird. of I wonder if they're never- any good. Uh, what else have they done? Um, sports games. They're, they're a sports company. Um, Not surprised. You know, Viper you know, Racing. Usually, usually if you want, if, usually if you're a big company that wants somebody to do a sports game, you usually look for a developer that has some kind of experience mm. doing sports games. They are have they they have they have however made some very big non like non sporting games. Uh, they developed uh, po- um, a Power Wings Resort Resort like the 3DS. Oh really? Uh, yep. Oh. Uh, Donkey Kong Do- Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D like the um the, like the what? 3DS. What? Uh, they co-developed they, they co-developed a Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on the Wii U with what? the Studios. What? Uh, they also developed a Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. Uh, like on the 3DS. Huh. So they're not. That's weird. So so yeah, they're not entirely sports games. Uh, sports games. It just, you know, you know, it's just sports games like the bread and butter. Right. Or they're mufflers and oil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think on that note we should wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was the one. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. Just that one. Um, but yeah, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, you know, racing games. Yeah, racing games are fun. You know, I don't think, um, you know, as a final thought, and this is something we talk about like later on, George. You know, racing games are one of the genres. I don't think they age very well for the most part, but there are some games I think that hold up pretty well, and I think this one's included. So, you yeah. know, like, you know, for example, Ride Racer they NES is like a blast to play. Uh. Yeah. And so it was a, uh, oh, we mentioned earlier, RC Pro AM. That's like a fun game, too. Yes. But yeah, uh, it's anyway. A, it's a pretty cool game. Yep. So, you know, like racing games, like sports games, don't tend to age very well for the most part, but there are exceptions. So, um, so if you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to check us out on Facebook. Uh, you can also send me an email if you want to. to uh, the email is the SNES podcast at yahoo.com. Uh, we also are available on Patreon if you're so inclined to back us on there, which we would very much appreciate. Um, you can find that at www.patreon.com forward slash the SNES podcast. Uh, for those dollars a month, you, you, a dollar a month, you can get some cool perks such as being like mentioned, um, you mentioned, uh, like in every episode, or you can also, uh, dictate a game for us to cover, uh, or you can also, uh, get really... Uh, get uh, uh, get early access to a, um, you know early access to episodes. So uh, George does all the work for that, which I thank you very much for, George. It's very much you're welcome. You, you very much appreciate it. So at this time, I wish to thank Chad, Corey, and David for being backers on the backers of the podcast. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you, people. Uh, George, or dogs. Re- I don't. You know, I don't. Dogs. I don't. 
<laughs> or cats or yeah what were you saying George, if a dog wants to contact you, how can they do so? Uh, they can bark really loud, and I'll be able to hear it. Uh, that's my superpower. Uh, if you'd like to get in contact with me, uh, you could do so through Twitter. Um, my handle on there is at underscore derpkin underscore. That's uh, underscore D-E-R-P-K-I-T-T-E-N underscore. And that's about it. If you're a cat, I don't know if I could hear you meow. Uh, try doing it really loudly. But I think I pick up dogs' signals. But what am I talking about? All right, let's get out of here. Yes. Uh, and remember, folks, final point. Uh, if you wish to go racing, uh, do so in a video game. It's a lot safer and, and safer and cheaper than trying to do it like in real life, especially this kind of racing. Do Not it on good. a closed track. Yes. <laughs> if you've ever played Need for Speed, they'll tell you that. Oh, yes, definitely. So. Nope. Uh, goodbye, all. Take care. See you. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Deep of power.